On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks stay alive and their play and hopes are still alive. We'll talk about that, how they got the win against the Kings, and Mark Cuban said some things about some stuff. We'll talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks. NBA champion. He hit it. Burn! Burn! It's good. And the Mavericks have won the game. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome. You're locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And if you're here for the first time, or if you're here for a little bit, but just this season, this is when we let it ride. If you forgot, after every win, we let it ride. There hasn't been many. Thanks for being part of the show. Make it Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day. Subscribe or follow for free wherever you get podcasts or on YouTube, where the best way you can help us grow the show on YouTube is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know what's one reason the Mavericks beat the Kings. There are several. Join me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The King crowned crony, the one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Nick, we're going to go to church early today. Take me to church. Um, I need you to call me down. I'm in the choir right now. I need you to call me down to the front for a solo. <laughs> Should I get the guitar out? No, no, no guitar. Oh. You just got to call, call me down and say, hey, brother's going to come down and sing a solo. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm waiting for it. Say, come, come down and sing a solo. All right. Turn to page um, 42 in your hymnals. Let us sing. Because we live, the Mavs can face tomorrow. That's all I got. Uh, the Mavs live <laughs> for now, and they can face tomorrow. They don't control their own destiny, but somehow they're still alive. <laughs> and here we are. We're, we're playing dying. bound. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The Mavs kind of control their own destiny. <laughs> kind of. Well... They still, kind of. they still need to to get some things to happen. But on today's show, we'll talk about uh, the how the Mavericks got the win against the Kings. We'll talk about the uh, fourth quarter with Kyrie and Christian Wood going off, scoring all of the Mavericks points, all of the Mavericks points in the fourth quarter. Wild. Yep. We'll talk about that for sure. Talk about uh, Luka Doncic, Tim Hardaway Jr. going off. I don't even know if we're going to have time to talk about Tim Hardaway Jr. and his dad and those comments. I'll probably save that for tomorrow. Uh, We'll also talk a little bit about Mark Cuban's comments before the game. He used to do a pregame media availability every before every game. You remember those years? <laughs> you remember the, oh. that time? He was on the Stairmaster Cl- and he would do that. those stairs, man. Now, lately, it's just been like once a year. And when he does, he's like, he just goes scorched earth. And so Mark Cuban said some stuff. We'll talk about it a little bit later. I'll probably save some of that for tomorrow as well. So come back tomorrow. We are five days a week, Dallas Mavericks basketball, and every post game, as long as those post games continue to be games. But let's start here, Isaac Harris. Mavericks get the win. 123 to 119 against the Kings team that, okay, I'm so sorry to do this. I know oh, you're going to do it. Don't, don't give me the back-to-back. Kings on a second out of a back-to-back. Mavericks <sighs> on two days rest. Mavericks with Let their backs, have nice things. backs against the wall. Kings with not a ton to play for. They, they could, 
they'll get two maybe, but they're pretty locked into to three right now. Um, but the Mavericks you know, thoroughly outplayed them in the second half. Kyrie Irving, I mean, it was the Kyrie show. Um, you know, it's it was Kyrie's Kyrie's flat world, and we were just all living in it for that fourth. <laughs> um, Hold on, I got it. I got it. It's great. It's great, dude. Dude, it's great. It's great. It's great, Broski. Bro, name it. It's great. <laughs> what Kyrie did in that fourth quarter was the exact reason why you trade for him. Exact reason why yes. you know the owner of your team is going to say before the game, "Hey, we're he's." We're going, you know, we want him back and all this stuff. It's the reason why they're going to offer him a ton of money this offseason for those moments. I mean, there's not very many moments in Luca's career that you can forget about Luca in a fourth quarter. And I'm not going to lie. I forgot about Luca in the fourth quarter. Me too. <laughs> I mean, it was just, uh, yes, Christian Wood at, you know, 12 was 14 points of the fourth. He had some big moments. Uh, but what Kyrie did in taking over this, I mean, he literally took over the game and was like, I don't care what you what you try to throw at me. I mean, Davion Mitchell played almost perfect defense on him in that one possession and where he did just the well, it's like the kind of the elbow shot where it's like he and did the like the fadeaway, he did a couple fakes, and then he did the fadeaway right in his face, and you're just like, There's literally nothing you can do about that. And when you have moments, when you have players that can pull off moves and shots that you can respond with there's nothing you can do about that. Then there's only a handful of those guys in the league and Kyrie Irving's one of them. This game highlighted so many of the things that frustrate you about this Dallas Mavericks team. And then also like reveals to you the things that make that could, that can make them great. And I think will make them great if they fix a couple of things this off season. Um, the Mavericks gave up 22 offensive rebounds to the Kings. They lost yeah. the rebounding battle by 18. Eight, 18 rebounds. Dang, and they won. And they won and they won the game. But that's the thing. Luca and Kyrie are so good. You the other players just have to give them a chance. Just give them a chance to be in a game like this where I thought the Mavericks did, you know, give them a chance in this game with their shot making, with Luca, you know, forcing the envelope, with Tim Hardaway Jr. making some of his shots. They they set it up so that Kyrie could have a moment like this. Luca can have moments like that too, but it's just not been set up. As much this season, he's had to carry a lot this season. And so that's what frustrates you is that you could, if only they had better wing defenders, better rim protection, better rebounding, like all those things, it would just be, this team would just be so much better because of the highs that Luka and Kyrie can get to and what you saw in that fourth quarter. Like you said, Kyrie, six points in the first half, 25 points in the second half, like you said, including 19 in the fourth quarter alone. And he... He was dealing like he's just hitting shots that nobody else can guard. And in a playoff series, that's what you need. And they have Luca on the other side of the uh, the other side of the court that can do the same thing. And you just see it's just such a tantalizing pair where you can just see where they could go with it and why people were so high on it, why you and I were so excited about the the possibility of them on the court and all that together. And still, never never wagered on this duo. This duo is the duo itself. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't like the word duo. Oh, Kyrie does not know yet. <laughs> he hated that when you brought it up to him. Uh, yeah. But it just highlights how frustrating the rest of this team is around mm-hmm. him because around those two because they just they don't they just don't give you a chance most nights. But in this one, they were able to because of the crazy shot making of Tim Christian Wood making shots in the fourth quarter too. Definitely uh, was a big reason in just, in all that. Josh Green getting rebounds like they, they did some things. It's just 
Got to have a, you got to have a couple more, like two, three more role players. I know that I know that for well, years, I mean, for years we were like, just get a second star next to Luca. But that's when they had role players. Now they're three role players down. It didn't really replace them by with any. And now, now it's like, okay, now you got to get role players back again. Well, you got to give the Mavs a little bit of a break because you know they they didn't recognize the pace of game. You know, Mark didn't re- recognize the you know the take foul and the pace. Uh, that the game would change, you know, change to, um, so that affects, you know, that 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 affects how you roster build, right? And that's the take foul is, you know, the why Dallas's roster is so flawed. Um, Explain this. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we'll get to some quotes later on about that. Yeah, uh, that, that's Isaac calling out a Mark Cuban <laughs> quote that he, he said earlier today. But this in this game though, we're talking about roster construction. This in this game, I'm like the Mavericks are not big they're not athletic they're not fast <laughs> they don't have enough ball handlers like what what is this team like they have shooting and they have um that's that's it they have they have shooting and they have luca and Kyrie. it's like that's it they they have those two stars and they have a ton of shooting they do have that uh, but man it, but, because it, it that, just highlighted the frustrating things and then also the great things about this mavericks team because that that is their whole thing it's so you would think on paper, looking at this team, you would say, "Oh, they're one of the fastest teams in the league, right?" Like, because like they don't have some big like lumbering big man. They have these two. Uh, don't you know, What he's 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 not he's not a seven footer. He's six eight, but he's he's also well, he's very yes. lumbering. I'm just saying, like on paper, if you just told me, "Hey, this team has two dynamic top," you know. Just creators, yeah. top ten creators in the league. With all the shooting, there's you know they're smaller than normal, and then they you know they just have kind of a collection of bigs to just kind of throw out there that can you know ham, you know a few of them can hit threes and stuff. You're like, oh okay, well this team gets gets up and down, right? No, they don't because they don't have it's, athletes. <laughs> yeah, so it's like super the super slow pace thing, but we're going to run a lot of ISO. You have two amazing isolation players. It's just how. They're going to have to completely – they seem f- very committed to Jason Kidd at the moment. Yeah. But they're all going to have to go back to the drawing board. If Kyrie agrees to the contract and re- kind of recreate this system because what has been the system in Dallas yes. can't be the system in Dallas moving forward. Absolutely. Coming up, let's talk about this King game, how the Mavericks got the win, what happened in that fourth quarter. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Ibotta. If you're watching your closet grow after purchasing all of last season's trends, how about also watching your cash back grow with each purchase with Ibotta? You can get real cash back, not points, cash back. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much, but with Ibotta, you can get real cash back and cash to your bank account, PayPal or gift cards, all that kind of stuff you can get with Ibotta. All you have to do to earn cash on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get cash back. So right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta using the code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, when you register. Go to the App Store or Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app, and use the code LOCKED. It's, that's hilarious that it's a free app and it's called the Ibotta app. You didn't, you didn't, you're not going to buy the app. It's a free app. I bought the I, joke. the Ibotta app, but it's free. I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store. Again, code locked on. 
All right, Isaac Harris, thanks everybody for making Lockdown Maps part of your day, part of your life, really. I had a bunch of people come up to me at the game tonight. And uh, a bunch of people commented and said that they're fans of a different team that listens to Lockdown Mavs. So I appreciate you had a couple DM me as well on Twitter. And a listener gave me this at the at That's the game cool. at the game tonight. It's it's the uh, it's a poster that is a painting from a group of painters in Ghana, and uh, they do a bunch of like NBA stuff. And this is the double bang. It has bang. That's on the, the most top jacked side. Luke has ever been. <laughs> That's very true. And his jersey, <laughs> his jersey's ripped like he's the Hulk. Uh, but yeah, super cool. Uh, Deadly Prey is the uh, is the name of the the artist group there, so you can go check that out. But I thought that was super cool. Yeah. Listener, listener gave that to me at a game tonight. At the game tonight. Yeah. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks in this game. I I know they won the game. <laughs> there are times in this game where you're just like athletes bother the Mavericks so, but the quickness mm. of De'Aaron Fox, he just was carving them up in so many ways. Malik Monk. Didn't hit a bunch of shots tonight, but you his speed and athleticism just hurt them. Kevin Herter, even his speed on the outs on the outside, like running around the perimeter, really hurt them a lot. Uh, and then you just have Sabonis to be like that one screen that they need between them and like a wide open shot. Uh, it's another reason why I'm just so frustrated with this Mavericks defense and how they match up and all that kind of stuff, the roster construction, all those things. But the Mavericks kept in this game by their three-point shooting. The Kings were shooting the three-ball well early on. They were four of six to start the game, but the Mavericks finished with 23s. They shot 20 of 44 from three, and your thing about rebounding has been the Mavericks can out overcome a rebounding deficit because of their three-point shooting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were gonna keep. That's a classic tee up. I, I know, I know, we've only done this for six years, but that's a classic <laughs> tee up where I bring up something that you are very passionate about, and I just leave it there on the table. Because <laughs> honestly, I I'm almost just tired of talking about it because now nobody just gets it. They just like I still I get, get tweets. I got a tweet tonight about it. I got multiple tweets tonight about it. Yeah, I just get tweets, and it's just like, dude, you you just don't get. It. You just want to like come at me and some people get really upset about it. I'm like, all right, I don't care that much about rebounds. I think I think for the, for the rebounding is life. Football is life. Yeah. Rebounding is I, life. Somebody make me a shirt and just say rebounds matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but no, I mean the looking at the Kings though, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to root for them in the playoffs. I'm excited yes. for them uh, and all of that. Um, Watching to your point though, I'm glad you brought it up because I made a note in my notes album. Like Fox just looks like he's on, like going at a different pace. Yes, there were times it just felt like he was one of those. It felt like he was one of those AAU guys going against just a normal you know high school that it was just like not as much as like the skill, but I mean he's super skilled. But it's more of like the explosiveness because we're just not used to seeing that as much. Oh, it's like, how how did you get to the rim so fast? I watched Zion live in multiple AAU tournaments at different events that I worked. And it was, it's kind of like that. He's obviously not as big and strong as Zion, but like just seeing a a player on a different level athletically than everybody else around him. It was a lot like that where you're just like, Oh my gosh, he's so much faster. And Reggie Bullock got taken out of this game so early, like with seven minutes left in the first quarter because he just couldn't keep up with him. He yeah. couldn't keep up with Fox. They took him out, put Josh Green in, and Josh Green at least was able to be there when he was taking shots, like with Reggie Bullock or whoever else was guarding De'Aaron Fox. Like he would be taking a shot, and the defender would still be trying to recover. At least Josh Green was there uh, and, yeah. and got to that that spot. And Josh Green, I thought, played played a really good game. He 
four or five from the field. He had nine rebounds, which were huge. He crashed the offensive glass and got his signature one offensive rebound. But I, I thought Josh Green had a good game and was one of the reasons why they they held on to win. Yeah, if jo- if Josh isn't on this roster next year, that's one of the positions they got to go get. They got to get a guard defender um, because yeah. right now Reggie's just not that guy. He's more of the you know, let me take some of these wings, but guarding the super, you know, the fast point guards, that's just not Reggie right now. I'll, and it has to be Josh. I'll push back on that because we, we just saw in that Warriors game, like last week, we saw him guard Steph really well. I, I just don't think he can do it sure. every single night like that. Like, I don't think he, he, I don't think he can guard a guard every single night or a super fast guard. Like, like Fox. I was going to say, I think it, that would be my difference between Steph and Fox is like speed. Yeah. You're chasing Steph around like screens and stuff like that. And like, Fox like with the ball in his hands like speed like a Donovan Mitchell a De'Aaron yes, Fox yes. like some of these guys are just really fast with the ball but um but anyway no I mean Alex Lynn came in and killed him on the boards it's like why how, how is Alex Lynn playing in this game the Kevin Herter Tim Hardaway little thing of like Tim smacking him in the face and then <laughs> the, the flop you know, in the third quarter Her, Her, yeah Herter getting pissed and you know push him down and that was a whole like fun thing, but I do want to give Tim some love in this. I mean, Tim hit five threes and it felt like he was John a few times with the Kings players, Fox hit, back and forth. It, like there's a moment where him and Fox were just like, I think it was in the third quarter where him and Fox were just like at each other, like through it, through a whole stoppage of play. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah, like I said, he hit five threes in this game. It was huge. 24 points. Anytime Tim has over 20 points in a game, that's, that's big time for this team. They need it uh, outside of Kyrie and Luka. And I thought he, yeah, he deserves some praise in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Tim Tim was great. Four assists, too, for Tim, which is yeah. a lot and uh, no turnovers. And he finished. And a, and a response to his dad. Yeah. The the dad thing, well, let's save that for tomorrow. I don't think we're going to have enough yeah. time to really dive into that. But we'll, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Tim Hardaway Sr. came out and said that Luka and Kyrie aren't leaders. And then Tim Hardaway Jr. went to the Dallas Morning News and said, no, I, I don't agree with that. They are. And so we'll talk about those comments on tomorrow's show. But yeah, Tim Tim was excellent in this game. He he really kept them in it for a while because there were certain times in this game felt like the Kings were going to run away with it, and they totally could. Like there was a, you know, what what 13 point lead in the, the first half, like in the end of the third quarter, in the end of the second quarter, then into the first quarter. And then in that third quarter, the Mavericks really uh like put the clamps on him a little bit you could see that i could you could see the tired legs of the kings like i'm, I'm not gonna lie yeah tired legs of the kings and in the fourth quarter there's a bunch of just bonehead kings mistakes that uh they wish that they could have back like what was that turnover that sabonis had that christian wood just like grabbed that was such a weird, oh yeah that was such a weird play but they had five turnovers and the the kings had five turnovers in the fourth quarter mavericks had seven points off of turnovers the kings had zero points off of turnovers like that being good in those like key key areas is so big for the Mavericks. They don't usually turn the ball over a lot. And if they can force some turnovers, then that's huge for them. And that's how, you know, they got this win. Yeah. And I want to go back to Kyrie though, because in the second half for Kyrie, I mean, their season was basically on the line, right? I mean, they lose this game. You know, now you're asking, you know, OKC has to lose the final two games. Uh, You have to win the final two games, which it looks like Chicago's probably going to set some people on Friday and, you know, Spurs, they don't give a crap about anything. But Kyrie in this game, do or die, season on the line, this is what an experienced champion does. Played 22 out of the 24 minutes in the second half. He was 9 of 15 from the field, 60%. He was 6 of 7 from 3 in the second half. It's 86% from 3. 
He had 25 of his 31 points. He was a plus 19. This is all the second half. I mean, Kyrie basically is like, hey, I got like, I'm not coming out of this game. I'm, I'm going to stay in this game. I'm going to take it over. And our season's not over yet. That's that's what players like him do. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what they, and that, yeah. that changes yeah. everything. Yeah. That changes everything for your team when you have somebody else that can do that. And you just wish you could win around the edges more, the rebounding like in the yeah. trenches. Yeah. Uh, at, a, at a moment, at a certain point in this game, in like end of the third quarter, into the fourth quarter, the crowd was like dying for something to be exciting. And they were cheering, like outright cheering as if a three-pointer went in or a massive dunk went in, like outright cheering at every defensive rebound. Like every single one the Mavericks got because they were so rare uh, because they gave up 22 offensive rebounds to the Kings in this game. And uh, I thought that was crazy. I was sitting next to a couple guys and I was like, if this Mavericks team was an NFL football team, like they just, they wouldn't be able to tackle. They wouldn't be able to finish any plays, like any <laughs> defensive plays. And that's what it feels like with these rebounds is, and that's why they hurt you so bad is that it just keeps another possession live. Your defense has to keep churning your legs and, and keep, you know, working and working. And then you're like, they, they play good defense for like 23 seconds. The shot goes up and then they don't get the, they don't get the rebound and finish it. It was just so brutal at times in this game, but they kept on, they held on to win 20 free, 20, uh, three pointers. That was massive. They didn't have a ton of turnovers in the fourth quarter. That was huge. Luca and Tim Hardaway set them up. Kyrie and Christian Wood also in the fourth quarter helped uh, like seal it, basically, and win it. But coming up, let's get into Mark Cuban's comments. He talked about, of all things, Jalen Brunson. He talked about the Mavericks roster construction, whose fault the roster construction is. He took blame. Why? Why did Mark Cuban talk? We'll talk about that. Coming up, but before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sports book in America. It's also the number one sports book in our hearts at Locked On. Go check out FanDuel and see what's available for you with your first bet. First bet, no sweat, up to $100. Bonus bets that you can get right now. So you can bet a th- up to 1000 bucks, and if you don't win, then you get then you get it back. FanDuel.com slash Locked On. It's, it's free. Check that out. See what's available. Download their app. Tons of Lockdown listeners are downloading their app. It's making us look really good. We appreciate you guys. So if you want to help us out, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Uh, they have all kinds of stuff here. They have player double doubles. I don't know if they, here's one. Here's one that matters to us. Um, Shea Gilgis Alexander six plus assists in uh, for for Oklahoma City against the Jazz plus one seventy six. You can bet on all kinds of weird stuff like this. Taylor Horton Tucker three threes. Against the Thunder and the and, and Utah to win. That's plus six thirty. <laughs> Jalen Williams plus twenty five points in Oklahoma City to win plus five twenty. So if you want to like hedge your bets on watching <laughs> watching one of those teams win or lose, you can bet on the opposite side of it. So go check it out again. FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right, Isaac Harris, Mark Cuban spoke to the media before the Dallas Mavericks game against the Kings and had a bunch of things to say, including some comments about Jalen Brunson and uh, the roster construction and all kinds of stuff. What was a big thing that stuck out to you? Which quote comes to your mind first that you want to, you want to get into? So I think it's important to, I want the audio listeners to know we got the full Isaac Harris look up into the skies. If he was looking at God full rub his beard, like he was thinking about, something very deep and thought like a philosopher. And then he, well, then he it's like sighed much, really deeply and then decided to talk. 
Yeah, it was my connection real quick of like, God, how far do I want to go with this? Um, because, you know, once once again, Cuban used to talk to a bunch of us before the game all the time, before almost every game, Stairmaster, yeah. connected to the locker room, all the stuff is pre-COVID and he, years and ago. He, and he would sweat on you. It was weird. But <laughs> yeah, but but you could, but it was one of the coolest things because like what owners are doing that, right? Like what owners is giving you access and been able to ask some questions, all this stuff. Now, you know, he gets to the games, then, you know, post COVID, all the stuff. It's like he gets the game super early, gets the shots up, all this stuff. You get there super early and maybe hang out on the side, all this stuff. So if he does go and sets down and allows reporters to come over, it's either like a one by one. It's like, kids wait you know waiting in line for like santa claus at the mall and to like sit down and talk to him for a few minutes but then every once in a while it's like somebody will sit down and then like another person will come up and like hold their phone and then it's a free-for-all and then everybody's coming up over there and so basically saying like mark knows that if he's gonna sit down like that and start talking to reporters he knows that all right here we go let's just fully do this and let's go so i started seeing all the quotes and i'm like holy crap what is going on? Mark's saying a lot of a uh, lot of stuff, and uh, so anyway, the first thing obviously that that hops out was him talking about the Brunson thing and the Brunson departure. And to me, it just comes across as like, all right, we're obviously not in a good spot right now. Um, he he tries to own that a lot and and everything, but just the whole like. I'm really curious to see what Jalen Brunson's going to say, because now I feel like Brunson has to say something like the mm. fact that, you know, you know, Cuban saying things went South when parents got involved and was like, and him Talking direct quoting dad. Yeah. Yeah. Direct quoting like Rick. And then he pulls out his phone and drops receipts to like reporters on like, here's some text messages, you know, from Nico and Aaron Mintz, you know, J- JB's agent, like all this stuff. And I mean, that, yeah so like you know and why why do you say this why do you drop those quotes why do you drop these things because you know you're getting heck for it right now your seasons is is sucking right now Jalen Brunson's doing awesome and it makes you look really really bad so you want to defend it and it's just it's a tough look man (laughs) there's no there's no way around that it's just kind of a a tough thing to kind of you know, rehash that or try to explain your side of it. And yeah. With the Brunson thing, his, the, the comment that got me was that, you know, we wanted to re-sign him, but we, we didn't get the chance. Like we, we didn't get a chance to in the off season. And you're like, at this point, like at this point in the season, it's been a whole NBA season, right? Of, of this, like why, why talk about this now? Yes. He's asked about it, but why not just do the, yeah, you know, that I was, you know, that that one really hurts. Like we wish we could have had that one back. Uh, love that Jalen Brunson is doing great with the Knicks and wish nothing but the best for him. Like just do that. Like what are you gain? What are you gaining from talking like like this and saying like you know he didn't give us a chance. Like it, it was him that scorned us. It wasn't us that messed up. It was him that that did like <laughs> that scorned us and didn't give us a chance. And it, it wasn't fair for the, the him to like to leave yeah. like that and all that. And then like there was a tampering stuff with the Knicks and. The Mavericks, like the Ma- did the Mavericks apply for that, or did the Mavericks send a note to the league on that and everything? But but, but even like <sighs> yeah, we've both never had the biggest issue with the off season because it's like yeah, at, by that point, then you probably you know like 
he had his mind made up. He was going to go. And it's like, whether he gave you a shot or not, but, but it's even, because the bridge was burned earlier. Like, but even if that was true, then, but why, if you're the Mavericks or if you're Mark Cuban now say, we didn't even get a chance in the off season, instead of just saying, you know, Hey, he had his mind made up. You know, we had, we had, you know, we had missed the boat on that already. Instead of well, saying I, like, we, we weren't given a chance. Like, like as if, if only the, if only Brunson had given us a chance, he could have re-signed with us. Well, I think it's just trying to, you know, pass the pass the blame. It's like, hey, well, for sure, you, you can't blame me if we didn't we didn't even have a chance. So, I mean, that's why he's trying to say it. So, but it, it where it gets muddy is and why all the other stuff was was talked about was okay. What about the extension before? What about the the trade deadline stuff? You know, like yeah. it, you know, going into the trade deadline and possibly trading him and all that stuff. It's just it, it's just wild that that's still being like we all know that this will be a moment like the moment that didn't trade Brunson or extend Brunson and he left is going to be a thing that's going to be talked about for a while. But the fact that it's like the third to last game before you potentially have it like in this disasters of season. And now this is like a huge talking point again to where Brunson's going to get asked about this. And honestly, I wouldn't blame Brunson for, for like firing back because if I'm, if I'm JB, I would be sitting there saying like, yeah, can you just leave my dad out of it? Like, like I chose to go to the Knicks, you know, like you're saying that all the stuff went South when my, I mean, when my dad got involved that, and like that all the stuff. Brutal. Yeah. So like, that's where I would probably fire back and I wouldn't like blame it if, you know, if, if I was him. Kyrie stuff, I thought there was an all time quote, like a hilarious quote that I was like chuckled that I'm like, oh, Cuban, let's go. This is so funny. He was asked, Tim McMahon tweeted this out. Mark Cuban says, resigning Kyrie Irving is the Mavs' top summer priority. What about Christian Wood? I'm not going to go through individual players, Cuban said. <laughs> Yeah. So guys, if you have if you want to get Christian Wood jerseys, um they I don't know if they're already discount uh in the in the hangar, but uh we got two games left. So don't buy them until they like don't buy them because they're going to be discounted because oh my gosh. They, I guess they just didn't know what they were getting themselves into with that cuz the the change is just I don't know. There's so many quotes though from this. I know you're going to talk more about it tomorrow. Um, just there, yeah, just a lot of quotes on there. The the one I was alluding to earlier um, was you know there's a lot of you know him back in Nico with Jason Kidd, which I get if sure. you committed to Kidd, you're going to do sure. that. But him him taking blame for the roster construction. One, I once again I get it. Of like, hey, I want to take the blame off Nico because like Mark can't get fired, so <laughs> you know Cuban can just take the he can take the blame off of Nico and whoever and be like, hey, it was me, all right, it was me, I'm the one. But <laughs> when he did the whole like, I didn't adjust, I didn't think about the effect of the take foul and the you know the fast you know the pace of the game picking up and all that for like the reason of like the roster construction. That was a that was an interesting quote. I don't think it's kids' problem that we didn't have an identity. Cuban said the game changed in ways we didn't expect it to change. So I blew it. It was on me personally because the game changed in terms of the take foul and the speed of the game. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you almost did like a whole segment on that quote. I'm just like. 
And I probably will tomorrow. Come back tomorrow on Locked On Mavs, and I'll break down these quotes a little bit more. I'll talk about Tim Hardaway Jr. and Sr. Uh, great stuff on the show tomorrow. So come back. Guys, appreciate you for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.